Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is James Blair. And this week, we're at the bottom of the market. The bull run is coming. We're on the way up. I feel it in my fingers. In my fingers. I feel it in my toes. I feel it. We feel we're at the bottom of the market. Mike. Why are we feeling this way? Yeah, look, there's definitely a bit of sentiment out there in the market that actually maybe we're near the bottom of the dip and actually things are starting to look a bit better. And you know what? I know we're just going into winter, but it's been a cold, miserable 18 months. It's been chilly. Everyone's been miserable. But are we going to see some sunlight soon? Hopefully. Hey, and it's a really good point you bring up there, right? Because traditionally in the past, the bad times last about 18 months and we're almost there. And while I don't think that, you know, we're going to be out of this tomorrow or next month, there's definitely some signs that look, inflation has peaked. It's starting to come back and the Reserve Bank, although they probably will hike the official cash rate again, is actually going to start easing off on everything they're doing. And the really interesting thing is it's always the bottom in hindsight, which yeah. I think we've said a few times in the past. And for those that are, I mean, I would... I would still argue, it doesn't matter. Yeah, It's kind of like, well, where do you think the bottom is? It doesn't matter when the bottom is because it's all about what's going on in your life and what action you can take straight away. But hypothetically, if there was <laughs> a way the the that we could time the bottom of the market, I, I mean, you just look at the discounts out there right now, right? And yeah. you go, take them and run. Yeah, and that's just for the housing market specifically, right? But we're talking about the New Zealand economy. And look, the Reserve Bank will probably hike the official cash rate again to get it to 5.5, which is clearly what they said they were going to do. And they've blindly been going down that path to try and get there. But, you know, no central banker wants to wake up this time next year and still have inflation running at 6 7%. So kind of understandable. The other things they are starting to do, though, they started to ease LVR restrictions. And most people are sort of pricing in that actually we might see rate cuts around the end of the year. And if you cast your mind back to 2020, a very young, very handsome James Blair. And um, a, a Dilfy Michael Vincent. <laughs> if you combined interest rate cuts with LVR easing, you start to see a bit of a run in the property market, right? And, you know, uh, bringing back that uh, reserve, I mean, the deposit requirement from 40% to 35%, for in-situ investment properties may not sound like much, but it's the sentiment. Yeah. It's what they're saying. And I'm going to give you two pieces of analysis here. The first bit is the DILF comment. Uh, in On our Instagram page, somebody called Mike a DILF and it went straight to his head. So well done on that win, mate. Thanks. Oh, it 100% went to his head. And if you know about children that I don't know about that I have, and that's what the Do not thing. tell him. <laughs> <laughs> the man can't afford extra costs in a recession. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Let's be fair here. Um, the second piece of analysis, maybe not as interesting, is everybody thinks, right, when interest rates go up because inflation is going up or whatever, we're going to have this smooth little journey back yeah. to, to normality. That is not what's happened in history. She spikes, she drops. She spikes, she drops. Yeah. So what people think is going to happen versus in reality what has actually happened based off 100 years of data mm. is very different. Yeah. And look, the market's pricing in that the official cash rate will be around 4% uh, in November 2024. That's what the numbers are telling us. But you've got to reasonably anticipate that actually they may start cutting the official cash rate by the end of the year, which means everyone who's on those short-term fixes or those floating mortgages, everyone who's on that ANZ blueprint to build, 
it's good news because your, your rates are going to start coming down. A little bit more cash in the pocket. To and say, sorry, to say this year though out loud, it just, it feels so different to like kind of the general concept of, oh, we're going to be miserable forever. Yeah. And look, I'm like, I'm look, if I'm wrong here, I'm wrong. But, you know. Look, oh, no, I'm, I love it. It makes me feel good about life. I'm going to go walk out. I'm going to go buy some clothes. I'm going to go, honey, we're going out for dinner tonight. We're back, baby. And that, again, another really good point of going out spending and buying clothes. You, If you haven't already, inland revenue and the government will start to see a decline in GST receipts. And what that means is people aren't going out and spending money. GST, goods and services tax, every time you spend, they charge you, what, 15%? I don't know. I'm classed as a bank, so I don't pay it. Uh, You're a banker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why. It's weird. We don't pay GST. Flip and act like a yeah. bank. <laughs> this guy. Yeah, but look, so uh, you'll start to see a slowdown in GST receipts. You'll, I would bet your bottom dollar that you have also started to see a slowdown in provisional tax payments. And provisional tax payments are, look, we know at the end of March, I've got to make a tax payment for my business uh, to inland revenue based on the profit we've made. You put money aside profit. every month uh, and it sort of is your savings account with the idea. It's your provisional tax. You're making a provision for it. I bet your bottom dollar that you are seeing a decline in provisional tax as well. When the government sees that, then you're like, hey, what's going on here? We need some more money, guys. Don't they ever. So the GST bit's really interesting because the problem with inflation data, which maybe we'll touch on inflation in a second, the problem with inflation mm. data is there's such a huge lag in it. Yeah. So I'm talking to people, we're talking to people all the time, and there is so much pain out there. But the problem is you get end of um, December data way later than the yeah. reality and it's over Six the last three months yeah. yeah 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 there's the gst data they're like kind of live transactions that are clipping through yeah and you can you can see uh what's happening there which is which is really interesting the inflation number is probably the big one so the mm. inflation number that maybe came out a few weeks ago 6.7 yeah uh so everybody thought it would either rise or definitely be in the sevens there was it's just very interesting you know the predictions of these things that come out and economists you know will predict the next recession 15 times before yeah. it hits um when you think about the inflation rate and the fact that it's dropped and then you factor into overseas environments which are material mm. to us as well and then inflation rates especially in the states pulling back a lot more but then you get the rationale and go oh well you see we kept our borders shut longer and we're importing and all this kind of stuff and he goes nah you know what we're a small island nation, and when things are going on in other parts of the world, they 100% impact us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can you can kind of see that uh, we do import a lot of inflation. And if you look at the Shanghai Composite Shipping Index, you'll see that a 40-foot container out of uh, China is around about $2,000 at the moment. It was up around $15,000 sort of peak at its uh, peak. This might be your best analysis I've ever heard. <laughs> but, you know, and that's... And that, that just shows you how far that's come back. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, uh, that is the marker of where inflation is. But you can imagine if you were importing goods that $15,000 per container versus $2,000 per container is a huge cost that you now don't have to pass on. And, yep, it is still very expensive to get a container out of Long Beach or anywhere in the States. You're looking at like $9,000, $10,000. However, it, again, has come back from its peak price. Yep. The LVR restrictions, Mike. Mm. Very fascinating to me. Not, I mean, if we're being honest, they're not particularly material movements. It's not like it's going to change. I mean, fringe cases will change some people's lives maybe. But the fact that if you think about, I just imagine uh, the Reserve Bank and maybe, you know, we've got the government sitting just over to the side as well. And they go, housing market moving. And they see 
10 different levers and they've just started pulling everything they can possibly pull to try and slow house, um, housing prices mm. down. This is the first time where a lever's gone slightly in the opposite direction. Yeah. Which it it's been a long time. I know, it has, it has. And I think uh, the Reserve Bank, the main lever that they pull to control inflation in the housing market is the official cash rate. This is another lever that they can pull to try and guide the market on where they want um, things to be. And interesting that they're pulling it uh, for uh, 40% down to 35%, which actually targets investors uh, because investors traditionally very easy to target politically and through uh, like interest rates and LVR restrictions. Uh, so that kind of eases it off for investors. There is some good news for first home buyers as well with uh, allowing banks to have more of their lending book at over 80% loan to value ratio. Great news for first-time buyers who can now get in the market with a pre-approval. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of these sort of signs, positive for the housing market. And New Zealand, we're a property-obsessed economy. Uh, so that's good news for the New Zealand economy as well. I don't understand why they would reduce the LVR, but just recently talk about um, debt-to-income ratios and having that as a... Yeah. Is that like a future-proofing? It just seems very unusual timing. Yeah, good question. So... Um, uh, introducing a debt-to-income ratio is actually just the Reserve Bank going, hey, traditionally we've relied on this one lever, the official cash rate. We introduced LVR restrictions as well. And now we're going to introduce another lever that we can pull, and uh, which is the debt-to-income ratios, which is just part of their suite uh, of sort of uh, policies they can implement or rules they can implement to try and curb or um, encourage the economy, right? And if you think pulling or raising the official cash rate hurts Kiwis, takes cash out of their pocket. It's tough. Like they, they don't want to do it, right? But they've got to. A debt to income ratio only hurts people who want to borrow more money. And generally, you're not borrowing for your fifth investment property mm. if you're like, oh, I really can't feed my family this week, which is um, an issue they will see if they keep uh, increasing the official cash rate. Mm. So it is and just another lever that they can pull, uh, another tool in the box that they can use to try and stimulate or pull back the New Zealand economy. You know, it would be great. Another lever if they could pull, if they don't mind. Freaking government spending. Can we just have a little look at that pretty please? Let's not get into that. <laughs> okay, so let's clip this bad boy off right now down the, bar the barrel of the lens. If you look at me right now in this moment, right now in this very moment, and we go back, we go forward in time. We look at all the people who took action right now. They bought a property. They started the business. They set up a budget. They, got their, they started contributing to KiwiSaver. They got their cash to work, whatever it is. We're going to look at all those people right now and go, geez, didn't they get lucky? And you know what? It wasn't luck. It wasn't even the bottom of the market. It was they had cash to deploy while everybody was scared. Hiding under the freaking table, they got on with the bloody show. Yeah, I'm calling it bottom of the market uh, to the end of the year and then starting next year, we're starting to see it increase again. Also, this is not personalized financial advice. We really have no idea <laughs> what we're talking about. Absolutely not. This yeah. is not personalized financial yeah. advice. We're just talking in general terms. It is a little bit concerning that people start quoting us, especially with mortgage yeah, applications. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, let's wrap this one up. Okay. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Do not be one of those people. Get on with the show, get a plan, set goals, take accountability for yourself and get on with the freaking show. In terms of taking accountability, why not set a little goal of subscribing to the channel, giving us a review, giving us a like, and we will see you next time at the top of the market, baby. Cheers.